Hello, we're back again, uh, finally. Um, we're podcast. Um, yeah, so not actually um, been following baseball a huge amount, to be honest. The last like week or a uh, week or few weeks. So what uh, what's the big news, Sam? What's been going on? Um, the Yankees are so good. They got Encarnacion. Uh, the Braves are on a surge. The Phillies lost McCutcheon and sort of crumbled. Um, and there's not like the the Cubs and and Brewers and Cardinals are still close, but for the most part, it's all a bit like it's a bit quiet, isn't it? Really? Yeah. There's there's yeah. There's, um, a lot of the races that we thought were going to be close are not actually that close. Are they? Yeah, I mean the the NL East and Central are potentially interesting, but Philadelphia are, as I think we perhaps said many many yeah. times, and have spent a disproportionate amount of time talking about the Phillies, are basically just not quite that good. It's not helped by like Harper's Harper's being just above league average, but like Gene Segura, shock horror, isn't the greatest contact hitter of all time. Um, like I'm looking at their lineup right now. In in their lineup, they've got three guys with an OPS plus above 100, and one of them's Andrew McCutcheon, who's out for the year. Um, Scott Kingery's had a breakout, which is obviously really cool. Jay Bruce has started well, but basically they they're just thin. Yeah, the, and the guys they're, they're pitching as well, isn't it? I think that they've struggled with. Yeah, it's it, ultimately it's just their roster wasn't that good. It's like it's just everything's not. Performing yeah. like a contender would do. Um, obviously, Nola's drop off is really hurtful. I mean, like any team struggles when you have a guy that you're relying yeah. to be a Cy Young contender. Well, that's the thing is that um, all of their pitches, though, there were question marks. Really, there's like Nola was hoping he'd keep up last year, but he's only really he'd only really done that for one year. So, yeah, I don't know if you could really expect that. And then they're basically, well, a lot of a lot of people seem to be like relying on big breakouts from the other guys, which well, Zach Eflin has. Yeah. But um, well, like the other guys, Nola and Pavetta, basically have basically made up, um, cancelled out by being. Yeah, and that, but the year. the flip side of that in that race is that the Braves are they they're really interesting. I mean they're. This is quite a leap, but of the National League teams, if you're talking about like ready to dominate um, the whole league, they're in the best spot, and I think it's not really that close. Because, um, well, they, first of all, they've got the prospects who are still cheap and they've got forever, who've come up and have performed, and that's kind of stuck. They've got Freddie Freeman, who is just a stud, isn't he? Like, yeah. he he's like absolutely one of the top players in the game and that's just nailed on and then they've got this ridiculous farm of pitchers some of which like Mike Soroka are coming up and dealing already um they're in an incredibly good position whether they want to make big trades this year I don't think they will I no, think I don't, I don't think they should either because I don't know why well, they could they could get a starter They'll go bullpen, won't they? I think if they do, they yeah. might add a, add a reliever. But if I was them, I wouldn't um, give up any of the any of the really good guys, or even the um, guys that are close to coming up, like Pash. 
yeah, I, I'd be tempted to just sort of sway away from from really giving up too much of the fight. And they've they've been cautious so far, haven't they? Um, yeah. To the point of of criticism from some so quarters. Almost but... the opposite of um of the Phillies, actually. Yeah, and and the so the idea with that is that the Phillies beat them this year and maybe next year, and then the Braves kind of outlast them at the top. Maybe is kind of how I saw it going. Yeah. But they're currently four games ahead of them. But, well, McCutcheon... yeah. Basically, the Phillies made win now moves, which they basically made it so this year is meant to be one of their best shots after yeah. that long rebuild, and um, and they're not doing that well basically. But there's still quite a long way to go with that. Oh yeah, of course, but they got really hurt by the the McCutcheon injury, which is always a shame to see him get hurt anyway, because he's just like one of the good guys in baseball, isn't he? But but he was brilliant leading off for them, and he's gone. Yeah, for the year. Um, uh, that's obviously going to hurt, and again, is where their their lack of depth is an issue. Yeah, well, the thing is, I think the most disappointing about the um, that division actually. Is I actually thought the Nationals and the Mets were going to be, like, right up there competing with the Braves and Phillies. Yeah. I mean, you look at their rosters and you sort of... It almost doesn't make sense that they're both, like, below 500. Yeah, I agree. I mean, really. I think... So, obviously, uh, <laughs> the famous... Uh, Mets fans pessimism and general anger at everything that their team do I think it's kind of a bit like undeserved if you, if you look at like you say you look at the team they've put out this year yeah. it shouldn't be this bad I know I'd... and the same goes for the Nationals to an extent they've been unlucky with injuries it's just like I mean like Robinson Cano's OPS is below 700 I don't think yeah. anyone sensible expected that he was a good hitter no yeah but this this well, it's the first season of his career by long way. I suppose there's all the. He was old, yeah, and the steroids thing. Sorry, yeah, but um, but yeah, but even when you, he, he'd basically been a consistently very good hitter for his whole career, and then this year happens to be, you know, when he drops off. Yeah, and the, then the, you've got the stuff like with bullpen just being a bit of a nightmare. I mean. I wasn't massive on the familiar signing when it happened, and it has been an absolute disaster. But it's not one guy in a bullpen, is it? It's like, there's got... I think uh, whenever a, a bullpen, everyone in the bullpen is underperforming or is just all dysfunctional, I always wonder about like, what's going on there. Because they snowball, don't they? When a bullpen yeah. starts going wrong, you can almost feel that relievers are then panicked when they're coming into a game. They and then the manager starts second guessing himself and makes weird decisions, which I know Callaway's been criticised for. And I think that's when it gets out of hand. I don't know how you pull that back. It's not often you see a team has bad bullpen midway through a season and then suddenly has good bullpen. Like I don't think that I don't think it gets fixed that easily. I think it's kind of a problem you have to nip in the bud. Yeah. I, well, I mean. Edwin's results aren't actually that good, are they? I mean, no. last year he's still well, striking a ridiculous issue. amount of people out, but like nine point yeah. seven hits per nine isn't the stuff, is it? That's just not the stuff. No, that's just. I think sometimes, like you say, it just goes along with everything going badly in the bullpen. It's just everyone just ends up with worse numbers. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then even in the Roshan, so I don't, if you look at the the ERAs, their FIPs are actually all right, but if you look at the ERAs of Syndicate, and even Matt's to an extent, like, I don't think you can put that on on Van Wagenen. I don't know how you say it. Um, I think it, that's, that rotation was meant to be really good. It still looks like it should be really good. And it, the fact it's not being doesn't mean he constructed a terrible roster. No. I mean, yes. Yeah, it's Cindy Arden Wheeler. I mean, the fact that Jason Vargas actually has not been completely terrible is, um, is quite something. It's almost a miracle, really, isn't it? Yeah. But that's, well, there's. Vargas at the end, of, having Vargas in the rotation, that seemed like a that sized them. Yeah. Wow. Well, <clears throat> I think a lot of people basically just expected him to be completely useless because he, he hasn't well, he, been good, has he, for a while? He was for a few starts at the start beginning of the year, yeah. wasn't he? Like absolutely horrendous. But that, well, that's that's basically the problem the Nationals had, though, isn't it? As well, is they um they just got three three studs and then and then picked up anyone. Yeah, pretty much. And that that just doesn't work because you still have to play those games. Yeah, <laughs> like, you still have to play the games when you've not got a good starter. Up. Um, the Nationals roster is is similar. I mean, like I said, they had, they've had some injury issues, but you look at even like th- the numbers of their their core players. It's like I don't know how they're losing this many games. Yeah, I know. Does... Um, it's it's a weird one with both of them. Um, well, I think there's like there's a fair element of luck in it. Yeah, um, sort of. I, well, I mean, you get the um, a lot of time you get like the Pythagorean win-loss thing, which for theirs is actually um, their their Pythagorean win-loss is actually just above 500. Yeah. Which yeah is based on the runs you score and the runs you concede, which yeah is sort of fair enough. But I think um, with both of these teams. It sort of gets a bit skewed, where it's not actually that good a stat to look at whether they've been unlucky or not, because basically because of the back end of the rotation, where it's basically, you know, um, they're just going to lose those yeah. bad games, and then and then basically they they may have some really dominant games when like Scherzer's pitching, and that makes up that make brings the Pythagorean win loss back up again. But I, you wouldn't necessarily say it's like they've been unlucky. It's it's just it's like two thirds of the game they've got like quite a bad start of like pitching and it's not gone well a lot of the time. Well, they've they've kind of had. Um, I know Strasbourg's numbers aren't actually that bad, um, but they've both had the thing where like their good guys haven't been that good either. It's not like the front three have just won you the game every week. Yeah. Like I mean, Patrick Corbin has not been good, has he? No, well, not for the contract he got given. Um, no, he's been basically average. Yeah, he's he's been pretty standard, and so Strasbourg. And if you construct the roster like that, yeah. you're you're basically saying they well, have to be way ob- better than that. Obviously, the exception is Scherzer, who's been really, really good again. Yeah, and uh, that, Who... yeah, that links quite nicely to the um, well the the talk about him getting traded or maybe getting traded yeah which i think was an interesting it, you saw some i saw some uh national fans getting in angry at ken rosenthal because it was one of these things where he explicitly said this isn't on like i'm not saying it's going to happen but 
it is an option for them and then said people have said x about this in the past um and obviously the big thing for me is that he gets 10 and 5 rights yeah i i yeah i i think they should do it to be honest probably because i mean even though he is like incredibly dominant and he has been for the last few years at, at the moment it just seems like he's he's just going to be this dominant forever, winning Cy Youngs and stuff. He is like very nearly thirty-five. Yeah. And, well, generally, the, you don't get much warning, do you? No, it just happens. You know, there's and as time goes on, it seems like it's more and more likely that he's that something that he's um getting to the point where he's going to just stop being really, really good soon. And it, especially when you, you imagine if they were to trade him now, they'd probably get, even with his massive contract, they'd probably get stuff back for him, wouldn't they? Well, they should do. And if they don't, they should pay enough of it that they would. I mean, I think uh, the Yankees are kind of the obvious one to talk about here because of what they've got and the money and the contract yeah. wouldn't wouldn't scare them off. But like, you'd be looking at some of their higher prospects or maybe even like Frazier or I think possibly like Andahar. Yeah, that you you could like ask for at least. Um, it, yeah. it, look, it looks like they're not going to compete this year. I I feel like they're in that dangerous bit where teams you've got big decisions to make do not want to be um, at the trade deadline. You really don't want to be like five or six games back because no. basically you're unlikely to make it. But also front offices get lured yeah. in by we could make the playoffs. Yeah, I don't think. I don't know. I. I don't get the sense the Nationals would, are going to do that. But, um, yeah, certain front offices would just trade one of their really good young guys with, like, and weaken their, like, what seems like it's going to be, like, a really good long-term core. Like, trade one of them to get some, like, you know, league average veteran. Yeah. That's really not going to make the difference at all. Yeah, and and that's they're in that. They at the moment they're just about in that no man's land. You kind of want them to fall off. I think you either have they either have to go on a really big run here, or they need to fall off in the next like two or three weeks. Because um, yeah. there's Rendon as well. That kind of looms large, larger than Scherzer because he's a free agent. They don't really want to let him walk after playing half a walk when they could have traded him as well. Yeah. Yeah, that would be bad, wouldn't it? I mean, I that isn't. I know I've I've never heard stuff maybe a while ago that Rendon's pretty likely to resign there. Yeah, they yeah. Might, I mean, I they I've may read well a bit about well. That's yeah. what I did with Harper, I suppose. So not trade them in the hope they can resign him. Because he's well, he's in, he's incredibly underrated, actually, Anthony Rendon, isn't he? Thing is with Rendon, is the re-signing thing. Uh, that concerns me is that he's got Scott Boras's agent as well. Oh, right. So he will test free agency. He's all, they always do, yeah. don't they, by his clients. Um, and he's currently got an OPS over one. So so that could be a lot of money. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's it perhaps, perhaps it makes an even better argument to trade Scherzer is that you should trade Scherzer so you could definitely can afford to pay Rendon yeah, I mean, I yeah, I quite like that. Is they're like they're in 
they're retooling or whatever they're doing with the, some of these young guys developing a bit more. I mean, like, Kiboom's not really... Um, did he go back down? He came up for a bit, didn't he? Yeah, he went down again. So, like, you know, they've still got, like, him to come through, and he's, well, he, he's meant to be really, really good. Um, but, yeah, I quite like the idea of they keep him as, like, the experienced guy. Like, you know, it's basically their, their new franchise player to replace them. Um, Harper, because he's actually, well... He's, he's better I mean, than Bryce Harper, basically. Yeah, like the last three years, he's been better than Bryce Harper. It's just one of those things where it's um, basically like pedigree, isn't it? He, he, he wasn't good. He wasn't that good for the first four years of his career. I mean, he had a couple of them who's like quite good, but generally was not like a standout player. And he was a 27th round pick. No, he wasn't. He didn't sign then. He was the Nationals oh, yeah. got him in the first round, sixth. But I think the other thing with guys like him um, is one is that third base is loaded, but is also that um, he's a decent defender, but he's not a MLB Twitter account sharing him doing like a a dive and throw like you get with Arenado yeah. and Machado. He, he's he's an understated star um, in that he does star things, but they're not like like he's. Actually, he's hit 16 bombs already, but he's not going to hit like 45 or 50 home runs, is he? No. Um, and he's not going to make ridiculous plays and win loads of gold gloves. Um, like a Kawhi Leonard type star player. Just like yeah. really, really good. I mean, that's quite a comparison. It's just good all round, really. Yeah, but without being stupid. Like, not. Yeah. Um, not, not, not ridiculous in any one area that like catches the eye. Um, yeah, I think like keeping hold of him has got to be the top of their priorities ahead of Scherzer. And I, I think there's a wider point with what we've been saying about the Mets and Nats, is that they loaded up on their rotation, um, both financially, well, yeah, sort of financially, and at least like that's what they prioritise. We're going to have a load of aces, and then have got these weak bullpens. Yeah, um, that actually both look like weaknesses on paper at the start of the year as well. Um, and that's not really the way that the game is going, is it? If you look at the most successful teams, is well, like the Brewers are the best example last year. Um, of we don't need a load of aces that are going to give us eight innings every fifth day. Just get starters who are going to give you a good yeah. like five or sometimes four innings, and then have relievers who are content, relievers who can do multiple innings who are good. Yeah, it's, I think the um. The big thing with that is generally well, when you have aces as well, like they've done, is you're not going to have, um, you know, you, you're going to have a few of them and you're basically reliant on like three players. Yeah. And then one or two of them underperform, which has basically happened with both of them. You're horribly and then, screwed. And then you, yeah, you're in a mess. Whereas with bullpens, a lot of time, basically really good bullpens are generally, you know, they have depth in the minor leagues and stuff. Yeah, they have everyone's like 15... really cheap, and it's like if if one of your guys or a few of your guys don't perform as well as you expect, you have others to bring up because basically all of them are just really cheap generally. Yeah, and they're in the guys deep who, bullpens who have um, like hundred mile an hour with the massive curveball guys in Double A, and they bring them up yeah. if they want to. And so, someone goes on the IL for a week because he's been rubbish, like. 
but you like you say you can't do that with aces you can't have eight of them and often well it's very rare you'd even have like five ace might be a bit strong but you'd even have yeah. five like dominant starters yeah um i actually there's another team that you could pull into this although i believe their pen's been quite good the cleveland indians have gone for the, the starter route they've had injuries to carrasco and kluber yeah um and it's just yeah they've, they've been hurt by it basically by going for the, we're going to have this demon rotation although they I are still it. above 500 it's yeah probably due to their division yeah it helped out by playing with with the, t- the tigers and royals who are really not that good um yeah so yeah we'll basically sh- ends up talking about the national league east quite a lot there that's mainly like, mainly what we do, isn't it? Mainly what we talk about. Well, basically, I was sort of expecting. I mean, like the stuff in the start of the season and before the season was that to be like really tight and really exciting, a four-way race. And um, well, it's really a two-team race, and the the gap between them even is like pretty big at the moment. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, it's basically the um. Ended up being the American League East and the NL Central, isn't it? The, the actual good ones. Yeah, and even the American League East, I'm not convinced how long that's going to be that good because they've been yeah. doing this. They've just got Stanton and Judge back. Yeah. <laughs> and, and obviously just added Enconassian. Um, I hope the Rays at least met the World Cup, though. Yeah, I mean, a Rays Red Sox wild card seems relatively likely, doesn't it? Yeah. But anyway, actually, we maybe we should avoid talking about them too much because, um, yeah, for the n- next week. We'll do, yeah, we'll do a preview next week of we're the, the a, London series. Well, yeah, we're going to do another podcast just ahead of Albie London uh, where we'll talk about them. Um, so, yeah, anyway, yeah, what what else are we going to talk about? Um. Go on. Well, maybe we'll hold off Encarnacion for next week. I mentioned him a bit then. Um, yeah. There's the the NL Central is interesting because there there's the one that's actually close still, basically. <laughs> it's the one that seems like it might go all the way. Yeah, I quite like um, quite like a lot of the players in the that division now as well. I mean the Cardinals actually. I mean Paul Goldschmidt. I'm a big fan of Paul Gold. Well, he um, he will be in London next year. In fact, yeah. Although he's not actually done that well as he yet. No. But I actually did a similar thing. I've got a feeling a similar thing happened last year, didn't it, with Goldschmidt? Well, he started slowly. Yeah. Right. I think it might be worse than this. His first half numbers last year were bad. Really quite poor, and then he just like exploded. I think it was around this time. I've got a feeling like. The All Star Game, he wasn't due to be in it, and then like in the the lead up to it, just started hitting home runs every day yeah. for a while. Yeah, I, I had like a month where he was just yeah like the best player in the majors by quite a long way. Yeah. Um, then the big thing in that division, I suppose, is Christian Yelich. Watch, uh, oh, and yeah. bas- basically the fact that he is he is actually the greatest hitter of all time. Well. He's not even the best player in baseball at the moment because Mike Trout's still playing. But you know, he's ridiculous. He's absolutely yeah, that ridiculous. Was, that was one of our um, 
one of our poor preseason takes. Yeah. I mean, his OPS is over. Is nearly 1.1 1. 1 over the last 365 he's, he's days. He's basically got a lot better. He actually got better than last year. Yeah. Well, he's, he, that like he had at the end of last year, which seemed like a hot streak. Turns out that is just how good he is all the time now. Which is, yep. I mean, surprising. Yeah, it is, so it's, it's ridiculous. Um, he's slugging over, like, nearly 750 this season. I mean, there's just... Yeah. They're basically Barry Bonds or numbers. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, he's actually... He's basically around where, where Bellinger is, isn't he? It's the, the thing is, Bellinger's... Like, well, Yelich could end up, funnily, having a Mike Trout season here where he has one of the greatest seasons of all time but still doesn't win MVP because someone just happens to have a bear year. Yeah, that, actually, that's good. In our, in our last podcast, it was like two weeks ago, now we said we were going to... We were probably going to um, do Bellinger updates because we were just going on about for quite a while about how good he was and, you know, where he was going to carry on. And um, he has actually had a bit of a cold spell, hasn't he, since last time? Uh, Last... Well, his his OPS over the last twenty eight days is still over a thousand, and the last fourteen days is one point one. Okay. Well, maybe. I swear, it's... don't look quite as good. No, um, well, it's... um, well, he had had a um, he went hitless for ages. I think. I think maybe he's started hitting again now, but it might it might have been a week or something like a week where he didn't get a hit, because well, his his average was over four hundred last time we did a podcast. And yeah. Now only like three sixty. Which I mean is still still good enough, really. That'll probably do. It's quite it's an extraordinary thing that we're having. Well, basically there are three people having those seasons, and one of them is Mike Trout. Um, yeah, but that's just standard, isn't it? Just... Yeah, but the thing with the Trout year is, it is him getting better again. Like he is actually still improving, um, and he's got sixty-five walks in seventy-one games. Um, and it, his his one as ever. I mean, I, I say that there's a, there's a lot of Mike Trout is really good tweets like every single day in baseball Twitter world. But they're also there's still a sort of never enough of them as far as I'm concerned. Like the Yelich and and Bellinger stuff um, gets a lot of attention because it, it, what they're doing is amazing. But Trout's doing this, and it's the fact it's not amazing for him is like yeah. this is just oh he's improved a little bit from last year then. And the Again. other guys, yeah, and they're not actually, they're barely better than him. No. But this is just like a normal year from out. Almost. I mean, I, I, well, I actually saw one of those tweets you about earlier. His, um, his career OPS is almost 1,000 now. Yep. He's, he's yeah, it's, it's very close. it up. Like in, in a couple of weeks, his, o, his career OPS may well be 1,000. So I did. Really ridiculous. I did an article uh, the other day about the greatest players of all time. And it's one of these things where you just look at the list. of. I was looking at um, career OPS plus. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, like, I know that he's that good. And I would, like, bang on about how people should talk about him more. But even then, I look at it, like, what the hell is he doing there? Like, he's ahead of Rogers Hornsby, Mickey Mantle. He's only just behind Lou Gehrig. Like, it goes Ruth... Ted Williams, Bonds, Lou Gehrig, Mike Trout. Yeah. The, Ever. I've heard the thing is, 
sometimes um, with that sort of thing is that you get well, you know, recent like recency bias, but the opposite. Yeah. Basically, it's like because he's not old and people aren't like, like nostalgic about him or whatever because he's still playing doesn't quite get the same um, you know credit that those other guys do. Yeah, I Even think there's no that. He is like objectively on that level already. Yeah. Yeah, he he is basically yeah, he was already an in a circle hall of famer like arguably the greatest player of all time, but it'll be one of those where he retires and people like go and look at his numbers again and go, "Oh Jesus, we missed that." Like we kind of didn't see that happening. Yeah. We're busy getting distracted and someone hits for the cycle one day and it's like, "Oh, who cares?" Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I can't think of uh, much else there is to touch on. I mean, we're we're coming up to the time when you'd expect some trades to start happening. Yeah, well, I, well, some we could just mention quickly before we finish. A slightly short one this week. When we're talking about the big stars. We just basically just had a long um, talk about is the All Star voting, which is now started. Oh yes, um, this is true. Have you actually done any yet? I did. Uh, I haven't. No. I did a few the other day. Um, and actually, this this the other thing links into this. Anthony Rendon, uh, fifth in National League third baseman on the voting. Yeah. We were just talking about how good he is. Um, if there if there's ever a sign that you should change the system, that's probably it. Yeah. Although he'll get in when he by other means, but I mean it's a lot of good third baseman, but well, he's he's got an OPS over one, <laughs> and he's basically been really really good for like quite a while, and just underrated. And he, yeah, he, he's not even that close to fourth actually. And well, they actually they've changed the voting, so basically you have to get top three. They do this round of voting, which is basically between all the players. Then the top three will go on to another round, and they'll vote again, and then the winners of the next round um, are the, then the starters. So I guess it basically means... Yeah, they're basically going to narrow it down at some point. I'm not actually sure when that happens, but then I think basically everyone can just vote again. With the, um, I don't know whether that might fix it a bit, or maybe it would make it worse. Can't imagine. I don't know. With this sort of annoying bias from like the big, um, big name franchises. Yeah, and certain teams just really push it, don't they? Certain teams go out of their way to try and try and get multiple all stars, um, and others don't. Others just uh, have a bit yeah. more shame. <laughs> um, well, I, mean, uh, I, I think the Braves are one of the one of the uh, really even though they're not like well they're, they're quite a big franchise but like they're not actually got as many fans as the Phillies probably I think they're quite a big one for all-star voting yeah they do yeah they go really and they always seem to be up around the top of it yeah I mean they well yeah so out of out of the nine positions in the National League they're um, they're going to have seven probably in the net to get through into the next round of it, 
which seems ridiculous. I mean, they are very good, but... Is, is quite a many, isn't it? Joey like, Gallo is eighth in, in American League outfielder voting. That, that almost seems low, doesn't it? Hasn't he been really, really... His OPS, he, the thing is he's injured at the moment, so I'm not sure if he'd be able to... But, yeah, so he's below Aaron Judge, who's obviously missed quite a while. Uh, yeah. Eddie Rosario, Mookie Betts, Austin Meadows, Brantley, Springer and Trout. To be fair, most of those are having good seasons. Um, or like Betts and Judge have, have the name. Um, yeah, it'd be a shame if he wasn't an all-star. And yeah. Hunter Pence, I didn't realise this, Hunter Pence is second in designated hitter voting. Oh, that's that's something get behind. Yeah, well, absolutely team Hunter Pence back in the all-star game. Which would be... He's actually going to make it for the All-Star game, isn't he? Which is absurd. Although he's on the injured list as well, but I think he'll be back in time. Um, yeah, it's just... It's such a flawed system, isn't it? Um, yeah. And I, I I don't know how much better you can do it. I, I think they kind of have to have involvement, don't they? Or they do in, in the NBA. Yeah. It's but that feels just... like it's it's less... I guess because there's fewer spots and because um, the nature of the, the league and the sport that it's like you don't get people just putting in like a random player. I mean, you had a bit of that actually. You had like them trying to get Dwayne Wade in, didn't they? Yeah. Fast drop, but eventually it didn't happen because the stars are just too big. Like there are always big enough stars in each conference to, to not have that. He did get in there, didn't he, Dwayne Wade? Well, they gave him an invitation in the end though. Yeah. But like he didn't get voted as one of the starters. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Rendon one is the real the thing that really well, hurts yeah. there. I mean, the stupid the stupid rule is actually is the um, it's much than the rest. But it's the every team having to have an all star. Yeah, they've got to pie that off, haven't they? They've got to pie that off. I mean, that's, yeah. I, mean, that I don't think different. But talking about it about the Giants, like who they're going to get. I mean, they're going to end up with Will Smith probably, which actually. This may be fair enough for what for once for the um stupid rule because he is actually um I think he's probably the best closer at the, at the moment. Yeah. Or like, you know, top three like closer in baseball year. Last year actually. Um but most of them it just you, you end up with so what like the the last year the Tigers ended up with just a relief pitcher. Um got an all-star appearance when i mean there were better relief pitches out there it was just they had to have someone just had like an average relief pitcher because their team's just so so bad yeah and it, it just uh, it takes a shine off the whole thing and it also takes a spot from people who you know actually deserve it and like you said will yeah. smith one it won't be too bad but he might also be traded before then well yeah it, it actually if he is traded then they'll have to have someone else yeah, I mean, I think we've got a chance of starting in it then. I mean, like, no one else is even close to deserving it on the Giants, for instance. Uh, the, looking at the, the voting here, like, Albert Almora Jr. is the fielder in the National League. I mean, he's miles behind Acuna in third, but he's, he's ahead of Charlie Blackman. And Marcel is 15. Marcel is Yeah. Yeah. I, I just... It, it's just... It's, it's so messy. Yeah, it's it's just quite clearly the bias between the um towards the big franchises. Yeah, way too much of it. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see like with the new voting when 
better or not or I don't know but um, anyway should we actually stop now because yeah alright yeah sort of yeah run out of things to say and we've saved we've saved the London series stuff for, for next week yeah that's that's going to be um, the big one yeah maybe well we that's stuff that, to stay by then which that I is, that is the thing that is most relevant to us as we will yeah. be for three days yeah so what so what are we today next week uh yeah hopefully so less than a week now actually quite less than a week like five days time we're gonna yeah. have another one how, how incredibly com committed of us after doing them sporadically in the actual yeah. season so anyway yeah um see you next time bye